0: the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Jones, joined as always with Josh Peach, Gabby Hyduke, and our special guest today, Daily Illini Editor-in-Chief, JJ Kim. JJ, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm happy to be finally on this podcast. Thanks for finally inviting me on <laughs> after uh, getting my approval for this. I'm kidding, but I'm happy to be here. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um... Guys, last night, obviously. You're not going to
2: ask me and Josh how we're How are are you guys? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you?
0: I'm okay, Josh. I'm all right. My back hurts, but other than that, we're pretty good. I didn't ask because I didn't gain anything from that Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't care about us, Gabby. It's fine. I know. It's fine. But I'm sorry your back hurts. That's all right. Um, I got <laughs> Last night, uh, the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs were the first game of the NFL schedule. Um, before the game, after the the um, American U.S. anthem, was it?
2: The National, the national Anthem. anthem. Yeah, the I
0: could American not US. <laughs> <laughs> I just put all the synonyms for national in there. Uh, after the National Anthem, Uh, The Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs locked arms uh, in a moment of silence for American unity is what they called it. Um, And the 22, I think, capacity, 22 percent capacity um, Kansas City Chiefs Arrowhead Stadium, which is around 16, 17,000 people. during the, demonstra- during the demonstration, you could audibly hear, we're booing. Um, I think that was just a terrible way to start off the NFL season, not in terms of the demonstration at all, but the fact that when you have that moment of silence for uh, American unity, which is like the ba- most basic thing you could have in terms of like, hey, guys, like let's get together and solve our common issues together. Um, they booed for it. Uh, It was really tough to see. Um, It kind of sucked to see. How do you guys feel about it?
2: Fans are in for a rude awakening if they think, like, that's the worst that's going to happen. And I think it's sad because, like, all the NBA, what the NBA has been doing is so much more progressive than what the NFL did last night, which, again, the NFL isn't at the NBA's level, so at least it was a step forward. Um, And I applaud the players and the coaches who participated But you can't expect much from Kansas City, no offense, Um, and that's just the way it is. I mean, I think it's upsetting because, again, it's just unity in the country. Like, how—and you're literally locking arms. Like, what more of a peaceful protest do you want? Like, what—I mean, I know what they want. They want them to do nothing but just play football, which isn't going to happen, and if by now you're not understanding that, then— I don't know what to tell you.
3: Well, to follow up on that, like, it wasn't even during the National Anthem. Like, the first thing that happened just over four years ago now was Colin Kaepernick kneeling. No, people didn't like that. What the NBA is doing, a lot of football fans know they don't like that. So what are you supposed to do if you're trying to, you know, show show things for Black Lives Matter or any social movement? Like, this is after the National Anthem. No one was kneeling. They were just locking arms. And then... Yeah, Missouri's a red state, but like, this shouldn't be political. But unfortunately, last
1: night showed just how political things are nowadays. Yeah, echoing off all of those sentiments, I mean, what did they do wrong? Like, what else could they possibly do? If they kneel, it's wrong. If they lock arms, standing up, team to team, how is that wrong? Like, what do they do wrong? Like, what is it supposed to do? Athletes have such a large... Platform to voice their concerns and voice their opinions about something for positive change And if they're not allowed to do that, then what kind of society are we?
0: Yeah, it was really tough to see and like I saw like and even Gabby kind of threw shade at Kansas City. Um, but I think this this is just the fact that it happened in Kansas City. I feel like this could have happened in many NFL cities. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't just, like, a Kansas but City.
3: But we also city. have to think where the fans are coming from, right? Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. like, Chicago's a very different scene than mm. Kansas City and the suburbs of Kansas City.
2: Yeah, I don't city. think you'd hear booing at Chicago.
0: I don't think so. Either. I know, but I think there's a lot of NFL well, cities there that, are you, s- would that you would hear booing. Yeah. And it's, I mean... Whatever the case may no, be. No, not to
2: just hate on Kansas yeah, City, yeah. But, but all, it all I'm is saying is it's not Kinda after. Yeah. not necessarily surprising. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is unfortunate, but again, we've said on this podcast before, it can't change yeah. the way everybody thinks. So. And it's,
0: it's just crazy because, like, I mean, they booed, and then Patrick Mahomes gave them another MVP-level performance, uh, and that Chiefs team looks just as good as they did last year. Maybe even better because they have a more – it looks like they're going to have a more consistent running game. I don't know. I don't know. It's upsetting but like a, we don't have the answers so it's it's tough to see but luckily we did get to see some some goodness come out of that game. It was a really good game. Patrick Mahomes played phenomenal. Um, The Texans struggled offensively. They were solid defensively, as solid as you can be against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, But it was nice to see football back in action. I think that's what we were all talking about. Um, I was telling JJ yesterday, we play Madden all the time and I'm so sick of virtual football because it's just not realistic Um, because JJ wins all the time. That just wouldn't happen in real life. Uh, But yeah, no, nah, it was nice to see. What did you guys think about the game? I
2: thought it was good. Um, I expected the Texans to score a little more. But, I mean, they're adjusting without DeAndre Hopkins, which is such yeah. a bust, him leaving. Um, so, I don't know. I It was so nice to just, like, watch football again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is a god. He's so good. And all the – you guys, everybody knows I'm not a Bears fan, so it's so funny seeing the memes when, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. when Deshaun uh-huh. <laughs> <It's so laughs> <John> Watson <laughs> sat down on the bench next to Patrick I Mahomes. love laugh so and much. Like, every time. Sit yeah. down if you didn't get drafted thanks, by Gary. the Bears. Yeah, thanks, for real. Yeah, I wanted
3: to get, like, a count on the number of times Trubisky was mentioned last night during the game. I don't every... think it was as much as I
0: thought. Yeah, it wasn't as much as I thought, but every time – Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson plays. That's all you see on Twitter. Like, yeah. it's like you can't escape it. No. Taken and
3: behind Mitch Trubisky, we know
0: yeah, it's, it's definitely
2: been overplayed. But to me, it's still so funny because I know it makes you guys mad. But no, Edwards Hilaire King, Clyde, Clyde came he, in clutch, for, he a, in clutch for, for fantasy. One of my
0: fantasy leagues, but um, which. I'll give it to JJ, he was telling me to draft him since the beginning. Um,
2: I think JJ was the one telling me to
0: draft him too, so yeah. shout out to JJ. JJ, how's your fantasy looking?
1: It's looking okay. Um, I drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire as well, and he's been, you know, he gave me a good 17, almost 17 points last night. Other league I'm winning on Christian McCaffrey, I'm looking forward to him and Josh Jacobs, but I only had Harrison Bucker last night and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and both of them paid off well. So, Definitely. looking good. Um, So when we look at the Texans, Do we see
0: their struggles just as the fact that they were playing the Chiefs and the Chiefs were played really good defensively last night, and obviously are always going to be on point on offense? Um, Do you think this Texans team still is good enough to make noise in terms of making the playoffs, getting a wild card, Um, or do you think it's going to be a struggle year for them? I still really like the Texans. I think that you
3: know it took them a while to adjust. Like I know that there were only 18ish thousand fans, but like they were still in Kansas City. You have the pressure of playing Patrick Mahomes, and I think Watson looked good in the fourth quarter. David Johnson, yeah. him and Duke Johnson. You have many two-headed monster, mostly David Johnson, but he looked good. Uh, I I know that they lost Hopkins. That what a mess that was when he left. But they still have some pretty good receivers. I like Fuller. I've always been a fan of him, so I still like him. I still think they're they might. Win, or they in the AFC South, I think. Yeah. So I, I think I'd still take them in that division. But even though they didn't look great last night, you're playing the defending and like yeah. chance in the favorites. So I think they're
1: okay. I think the Titans are going to win the AFC South, but still, I think the Texans can still slip in that wild card spot. Obviously, you could see that the team missed DeAndre Hopkins a lot in the passing game. There were so many drops that we know DeAndre could make in a sleep. So many like back shoulder throws yeah. to both Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks that were dropped. Um, but also on the other side of it, the Texans finally have a running game. I mean, with David Johnson, they finally were able to find a workhorse back to kind of take the pressure off Deshaun in the passing game. Um, I think it was just getting the rust out without um, DeAndre Hopkins in the first uh, game of the season, but I think they'll get in their groove and look for that second-place spot in the AFC South. Well,
2: it was also something the announcers had said pretty early on that it looked like Deshaun was getting the ball off a lot quicker. Yeah. So I'm sure that's just going to take some adjustment um, if you're trying to switch up that time. So I don't know. I... I wouldn't be too concerned. Again, week one, don't want to put too much into it. The situation the world is in right now, everything's a little messed up. Um, And you're playing the defending Super Bowl champions who have a really, really great shot of going back-to-back again this year. So, I'm not too worried. I like Deshaun Watson a lot, and I think they're going to be good.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think... Obviously, without preseason, with a shortened camp, with all the things that have happened, as Gabby said, it's obviously going to be hard. Especially when you give up the—I mean, basically your whole offense other than Deshaun Watson last year. Um, but as JJ said, there was a lot of drops, there was a lot of missed opportunities. So if that team wants to be anywhere near as successful as they were last year, uh, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, um, those are guys that are really going to need to step up in that passing game and. Obviously, you can't replace what uh, DeAndre Hopkins brings, but at least make it so that, you know, you can have that level of production. Moving over to the other side, Kansas City looked flawless almost. Uh, Obviously, no Super Bowl hangover for them, um, at least for week one. Uh, What did you guys... What what stuck out the most to you um about how Kansas City played last night?
3: What stuck out to me is they have at least three real weapons on the receiving end and then Clyde Edwards Alaire, holy moly. Yeah. I didn't expect like didn't he only have like five hundred something rushing yards last year? And he looked great on the ground last night. Like I know he caught a lot of passes and stuff, like he had a lot yeah. of like yards from scrimmage, but I just didn't expect him to do that. And then Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree Kill who I have in one of my leagues. They all scored a touchdown, I think. They all – I don't think they had many drops last night. Yeah. They
0: just have so many weapons offensively. Is well, it, they're so scary. What was so tough about that – and, like, obviously this has been the case for the last two years, but, like, you saw Tyreek Hill, at least for the first three quarters, did not have a great game. It did not matter because Sammy Watkins was balling out of his mind.
2: Yeah, Tyreek my- Hill did not in my fantasy. <laughs> he rate. had a
0: touchdown for us. He had he, a touchdown He, he came
2: through. I was but, a little uh, upset.
0: Sammy Watkins was on one of my bench. I think, he, what do you have, like 20 points? 20 yeah. Points. Goodness gracious. Uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously, always going to be on fire. I mean, like, I just don't see, barring injury, of course, like how you stop this team offensively um, because, I mean, you can put them against really good cornerback safeties, but I, I just don't really see how you do this. Um Defensively, like they've obviously never been like out of this world spectacular. Their safeties were playing really well last year. Obviously, their defensive line is pretty good. Um, Chris Jones is getting to the quarterback. I, I mean, this. What are the odds, like this team goes back to back?
1: I think it's very likely, and I'm not surprised that they came out firing last night because with the amount of leaders they have and Mahomes, Kelsey, um, and the coaching staff, like Andy Reid is arguably, like, I think he's top two coaches in the NFL with him and Bill Belichick, but the body of work he has and the consistency of his teams throughout his entire career, both on KC and the Eagles, um, I'm not surprised at all that, you know, he probably instilled in that, hey, this is a brand new season, but we got to work for it, but I don't see anybody stopping KC's offense or defense, really, and large amounts because I think Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, really made a lot of adjustments over Mm -hmm. the offseason to cater to their uh, secondaries' uh, weaknesses, but we'll see. Uh, Chris Jones is Chris Jones, but, yeah, yeah, I think the KC Chiefs had a great chance of repeating.
2: I think the determining factor is the defense just because, again, like you said, Brendan, barring any injury to, you know, your main offensive players, Mahomes is going to get it done every week. So the offense is going to get it done every week. But when you have a team like the Texans or, I don't know, who else is, like, a high-scoring team. Used to be the Patriots, but Ravens. we'll see what camp. Ravens, yeah. Like, Lamar's going to get it done to, so like – You have a team like that, it's up to the defense to minimize, obviously, their scoring. So I think the big thing is how consistent the defense is over time. Obviously, again, this is week one. I'm sure they were on fire. They're feeling good. They're ready to go. So we'll see. But I think it comes down to consistency at the defense side because you're going to have that on the offensive side because it's Mahomes. I mean, and you have all these receivers. If um, Edward Tolera keeps it up, like you have... Literally, your whole offense is stacked from receiver to tight end to running back. Obviously, the offensive line is very solid. So this team is really scary good. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I also don't like it. JJ, did the Bears play them this year?
1: I don't think so. No, they thank don't.
0: God. Good, because I'm not watching Patrick Mahomes cook up. The we played him last and then- year.
1: Yeah, I'm he not watching Troy Holmes
0: cooking up the defense and then hear, oh, you could have had him, you could have had him. I'm kind of tired
1: We that. know. We know we could have <laughs> had him. We know more than anybody we could have had him. Um, but, yeah, I mean,
0: it'll be super interesting. As this week is going on, though, Sunday has some great games, some great divisional games you're going to see. Uh, obviously, in the NFC North, you're going to see the Packers and Vikings, which is going to be a good game, Bears-Lions, um, some other games. What... What are you guys looking forward to in this first weekend of NFL football? Any
1: key matchups, uh, storylines? I'm excited to see the Bears' tight ends. Um, they were supposedly revamped the entire tight end room. Cut Adam or traded Adam Shaheen for next to nothing uh, and drafted Cole Komet and brought in Jimmy Graham and I'm really excited to see how they utilize their tight ends because Nagy's offense is so uh, reliant on a tight end and you see Casey how important Travis Kelsey is to their offense. I'm just excited to see how Cole Komet looks, how Jimmy Graham looks and to see if their offense really was bad because of the tight ends or for other reasons.
2: I'm excited and oh my god I can't even believe I'm saying this. But I'm excited to see Buck Saints. I'm excited to see Brady. Um, <laughs> oops. <stop>. Brady, Brady, <laughs> oops okay. Brady and Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see Tom Brady in not a Patriots uniform so he stops ruining my life. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that's going to be such a good game because you know Tom's going to be like ready to win, ready to win in uh, Tampa Bay, but... I mean, I don't really see Drew Brees, like, giving – because it's at – I think it's at the Saints. So, I can't see Drew Brees giving up his home turf to Tom Brady in week one. But I think it'll be a really good game. We were talking about it. We don't, I don't know why it's 325 on Sunday. It should definitely be prime
0: time. Yeah, it's 325 on Sunday. We talked about the Monday night games not being as exciting. Uh, Steelers, Giants, mm-hmm. and then Broncos, Titans. Broncos, Titans, I don't know why that's Monday night. I also don't know why Steelers Giants. I told you
2: it's because Big Ben's back. Like people want to see that. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't warrant It doesn't. doesn't No, it doesn't need to be Monday night, especially with the Giants. If it were like Steelers Ravens or like of course anything like that, I don't really know why Steelers Giants is Monday night. I could have done like a three twenty five game for Steelers Giants.
3: I'm pretty sure Bucks Saints at three twenty five is if it's on Fox, that's like America's game of the week. So Um, I guess that's why they have it. But I'm going to piggyback off of JJ. As a Bears fan, I'm excited to see the tight ends. Even though I don't like the Jimmy Graham signing, I really (laughs) like taking Cole Komet in the second round. But I'm excited to see Trubisky. Even though I wasn't happy with him getting the starting job, he cooks the Lions. He always killed them. So even though... I don't think Trubisky is going to be starting past like weeks five, six, seven or something like that. I expect the haters to be quiet after after Sunday's game.
0: I'm very interested to see this Cowboys-Rams matchup. These are like two teams that have a lot of talent, but in terms of overall success, obviously the Rams made the Super Bowl two years ago, missed the playoffs last year. In terms of overall success, haven't really made it. I'm really... Because I think one of them has to be good this year, whether that be the Rams or the Cowboys. I'm leaning towards the Cowboys. Um, but I'm very interested to see uh, that great defense go against this offense with a lot of firepower. And then a two uh, a, a nice offense and the Rams go against a pretty good defense. And the Cowboys, it'll be nice to see. Um, I'm also focused in on this Monday night. Matchup Titans and Broncos to see if uh, Derrick Henry can continue what he was doing last year. Um, a lot of people think he can. Josh thinks he can. I stretched. I took him. Taking the second him number pick. two overall in our fantasy
1: that's league. Ridiculous. No regrets. Ridiculous. Oh, no regrets. Um,
0: but if he if he can continue that, if he can stay healthy,
1: then that's going to be a great pick in the PPR league, nonetheless. But I'm really excited to see the Cowboys and Rams as well, especially to see how what kind of offense Mike McCarthy brings mm-hmm. to the Dallas Cowboys offense because the Cowboys desperately need. Not only had coaching chains, offensive coordinator, they just needed a new, new fresh start with a fresh set of staff. And I'm just excited to see if Dak is actually elite or was a product of an amazing offensive line, great receiving. But um, we'll have to see how Mike McCarthy, because, you know, his latter years at the Green Bay, he was criticized a lot for keeping his offense the same and it being stagnant, which is which would led to a lot of friction with Aaron Rodgers. So I want to see how Dak's relationship with Mike McCarthy is and how the offense does under him. I'm, ec- I'm excited to see Cam Newton. I was about to say the no same No Brady please. on the Patriots. Super
3: Whoa, this is going to be a different scene. I don't think that the
0: Patriots are going to be. I think it'll be fun to watch them. Obviously, I'm not going to say obviously. They're fun to watch, especially like in the early 2010s with Tom Brady. But I'm excited to see what Cam Newton, what type of energy he can bring to this team. That defense is already so good. If he can lean on them just a little bit and then bring out some of what we saw in 2015 with Cam, it'll be just, I mean, insane. Like, I think... That's how much of a game-changer he is. Crazy that he went unsigned for that long, only signed for a million dollars. I think he's betting on himself. I think, I mean, everybody talks about how hard he works, how locked into the season he is. I think he's going to be phenomenal. It's a great way to open it up against the Miami Dolphins. Um, And maybe it'll make, you know, me a Patriots fan. Uh,
2: I I feel like there's definitely going to be a chip on his shoulder, which there should be. I mean, nobody really wanted him, and... I mean, that's the thing. Bill Belichick always has a plan. Like, he he just did it, signed Camp Noon, and just because, you know, he was still there. Like, Bill always has a plan, which is terrifying. Um, I'm also excited to see the Cardinals. Oh, who are they it's playing? 49ers. That's who it was. Cardinals 49ers, mostly because I have DeAndre Hopkins in one of my fantasy leagues. Um, but I'll be interested to see what Kyler Murray does with DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's going to be an interesting pair. And I think, I mean, obviously, Kyler Murray's going to love it because it's DeAndre Hopkins and he's amazing. Um, but I'm excited for that game because obviously the 49ers are so good. So I think there could be an upset there. I would still probably pick the 49ers. Yeah. But I think that could be an upset just because, you know, Hopkins is in a new place. He's probably thriving in this new environment. You know, with a really young quarterback, I'm sure Kyler Murray's super excited. So I'm really interested for that game. There's a lot of good games yeah. this
0: week. How good in terms of the rest of the season? How good do we think the 49ers are gonna be?
1: I think they're gonna have a Super Bowl hangover. I think they're gonna not be as good as they were last year, especially. I think the Seahawks take the division this year. Uh, we saw last year how much I'll of pick. a I agree how much of a game manager Jimmy Garoppolo actually is. Um, he can't really be trusted with a big throw besides maybe third down. Uh, he was going third down, but other than that, he was poor on every other down. And there's no true number one receiver besides George Kittle. And, you know, it's easy to game plan when you have um, a secondary, you know, a competent secondary. So we'll see how the 49ers do, but I think they're in for a rude awakening when they come week one. It'll be I, Go ahead.
2: On a line I drive last week, me and Josh did, like, some of our, like, divisional picks. Or was that me and was- you? Me and you. Oh, okay. I don't know. It all buns together. I yeah, think we did, do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I probably better. did a both. But I think I picked um, – I did pick the 49ers to win the, the division, and I'll stick by that because I actually think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a better year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to bounce back. I think he knows what he – you know, like, knows the flaws, understands why they lost last year. So, I'm excited for
0: Jimmy. It'll be interesting. I think the last game I want to highlight is that Ravens-Browns game. Um – For what? What do you mean for what? First off... The Browns
2: are not going to be good.
0: Here's my thing about the Browns. There's no reason for them to be good. Except for... This just debunks everything I said. They're good on paper. Look, scratch everything I said. Their whole franchise rides on this season, Right?
2: No, it doesn't.
0: I (laughs) promise you it doesn't. Their whole
2: franchise rides on every season, apparently, because they're always supposed to be good and they always end up trash. Listen,
0: listen, listen. If Odell doesn't get his touches, he's leaving, right? Yeah. no way. There's no reason to keep Baker Mayfield if he has a third bad year, right? Or a third mediocre year. Yeah. Yeah. Jarvis Landry may stay, but he's not that much of a you know game shifter that he's gonna. Right, exactly. Their defense is really good, but and they just paid Miles Garrett, so I mean he'll be there. But yo, yo, don't talk about Miles. Like
2: okay, that. well he's had some really <laughs> no, bad yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even talking about the Mason Rudolph thing. Um, but he's just had bad like.
0: Right, exactly. Which is
2: weird because everyone says how great of a guy he is off the field. But like, you got to con- – yeah, like, <laughs> everyone says he's, like, a really great guy. But you have to control that anger. Like, but He's great. Their I mean, defense, he's a great defender.
0: Their defense, it'll be interesting to see. But there's no – if if they're bad again, if they go 6-10 and 10 or whatever, they're, they're going to blow it up. And that's gonna be Odell's third team. That's gonna be Baker Mayfield is I mean, when you when you struggle as starting quarterback, it's hard to get another starting quarterback job. So I think all these guys have the motivation to come out here and make the playoffs. That's what it is. And the thing that makes this game so interesting is obviously it's in the division. And you have Lamar Jackson. You have what is that offense going to be able to do now that everybody knows what they did last year? Are they going to be able to keep it up? Is that defense going to suffer without Earl Thomas? That's why this game means so much, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it means a lot. I just don't see the Brown. I, I say Ravens win by at least 14.
1: I mean, who knows? Kevin Stefanski has had success as an offensive coordinator with Minnesota for a while, um, and he's. Yeah, he, I think I believe he has had coaching experience before, but I'm not sure. But um, we'll see. I, I think his offense is going to be good, especially with the weapons he has. Um, another interesting thing I'm curious about about your opinion is Philip Rivers on the Colts. Ooh, that yeah. is that is How, is, nice how is he going to do? I think yeah, Jacoby Brissett looked great in Frank Reich's <laughs> offense last year, and I can't. I can't wonder. I, I can't help but wonder how. Philip Rivers will do a much more competent and better quarterback in all ways than Jacoby Brissett despite his age with T.Y. Hilton and yeah who they draft uh, as a running Jonathan Taylor yeah. can't wait to see how that offense and how, how they do in I'm excited phase.
2: for Jonathan Taylor a um, little worried obviously about the injury history but I think if he stays healthy he could be really 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 good
0: yeah
2: Um, I don't know I think Phillip Rivers is still a good quarterback obviously you know he was in the same draft as Ben and Eli Manning so they're all up there they're all old um, but I think I don't know. I think Rivers is still a really good quarterback. I don't think he's washed yet. And I think with a new offense, I feel like that just you know like lightens things up. Like that makes you younger by any means, but kind of like a change of pace can be really good for some of those older guys. So I'm excited. I feel like I don't know. I like Philip
3: Rivers. Yeah, I like Philip Rivers too. My how many uh, kids
2: does he have? Like seven. Like a, seven. Got a lot of he kids. Lot of kids. They'll have another one Probably. in Indy. For sure.
3: My my dad and I, our top like it was never rumored at all, but we wanted Rivers to go to the Bears because of. How accurate he's always been. I know that he had like a Keep down him. year. What? <laughs> Keep him. <laughs>
0: I don't like. I'm not a big fan of old old quarterbacks.
3: That's true, but for one or two years, I would have liked him. But I, even though he had a kind of down year last year, like I don't know, the Chargers had their problems last year, and I think that especially like what J.J. said with T. Y. Hilton this year, he's going to be pretty good. I don't expect the Colts to be great, but I could see like a nine nine and seven, maybe a ten and six out of them yeah, if Rivers so. does well, which I don't think is uh, out of the picture.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, it'll obviously be a very interesting NFL season. There's a lot of different storylines, a lot of changes is happening. A lot rides on this season. Um, a lot's different, of course. Um, but as we sit here recording this podcast, we're trying to watch the Nuggets and Clippers game. Right now, Clippers up to 82-80, uh, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, Clippers looking to close the game or close the series out, obviously up 3-1 against the Nuggets. Uh, what have we thought about the last few days of the NBA playoffs in terms of Lakers closing it out, Bucks, I mean, uh, Heat closing it out, um, and then you look at the uh, Raptor Celtic series that's about to go seven.
3: I mean, I am not surprised at all with the West. I think most of us predicted L.A. versus L.A. in the finals to begin with. A little surprised the Clippers, if they do win tonight, didn't have a little bit more trouble with the Nuggets. I'm not surprised at all about the Lakers-Rockets, just because, like, who's going to guard Anthony Davis in that series? Like, game one they sort of had it figured out, but after that it just didn't work out for them. But I'm really excited for tonight's game uh, for Raptors-Celtics, because I thought that the Celtics were going to take it in six. I didn't think the Raptors had a chance in that. series and now some people are Favoring them tonight. Uh, I'm not sure what the betting line is, but I think it's going to be a great game and because it just makes it so much different because the matchup with the Heat is a lot different for both teams.
0: So yeah. I think tonight's really, really important. Tonight is definitely important. And it's, I mean, the Raptors were my pick before the series started just because of how deep they are, how versatile they are. And they have that experience. Um, and they were able to even it when they were down 2 0. So very excited for that game. You guys?
1: Yeah, I think the LA Rockets game, the LA Rockets game, the <laughs> Lakers Rockets game is pretty much a wash in the series itself um, as late Kobe Bryant said last year in an interview he said that Houston's way of playing offense is not sustainable in the playoffs having one player touch the rock that much going pick and roll it's really easy to defend especially when you know real scouting reports happen in the playoffs and they take a deep look into the opposing team's uh, offense so I think the Lakers it's going to be a Lakers uh, Clippers conference finals sorry got distracted by the TV um, and you know I agree with you guys. Guys, and saying the Heat there was a huge wrench in the plans of many teams because I don't think anybody expected Eric Spoelstra's squad to make it this far, and I'm excited to see. I mean, they handled. Um, yeah. Milwaukee. Utterly easily. handled. Like, mm-hmm. hand, yeah. And so, I mean, it was even a, the game that Milwaukee won, it was a very close. Right. Like, is it because Milwaukee was bad, or is it because the Heat are on a hot stretch? You know. So well, I'm tough, excited to yeah. see how that turns out too. Well,
2: I guess just back to the Lakers, and I've been making this point for a while now. Like, LeBron's not losing this. I mean. Playing with the Lakers, Kobe Bryant, obviously devastating, passed away earlier this year. LeBron's not losing. Like, LeBron's not losing to anybody. Like, I don't... And it's obviously not just because of that. I mean, LeBron is amazing still. And Anthony Davis is playing incredible in the playoffs. Like... I don't know. He's been scoring, like, 20, 30 points the last, like, several games, if not the whole playoffs. Um, so, I don't know. I think eighty and LeBron combined are just too good um, for Kawhi and the Clippers. So, I don't know. I think, well, right now it looks like the Nuggets are going to extend the series, possibly. Still three minutes left. But I think it'll come down to Clippers and Lakers um, in the finals and then... Obviously, whoever gets through in the East, so it'll be interesting no matter what, but I don't know. The playoffs have been fun, like, and I'm not until like probably the last year or two i haven't really been into the nba um i've been more into college basketball but this has like solidified me as like an nba fan from here on out because it's just fun like these games are fun and i don't know if it's just because the energy is different because it's the bubble and it's literally just like an aau game i feel like so i don't know it's interesting though
0: yeah i mean to gabby's point right now it's, it's game five um the this would be a Denver game, right? You look at this game, Denver's up one hundred two ninety four in the last three minutes. If this is in Denver, you're kind of thinking it's over. But the fact no, that this one would be in LA because it's two two one one one.
3: If this is Game Five, it's an LA game. Ah, uh, well, I guess it way, doesn't matter. Though. Either way, yeah. if this
0: was in Denver, right, you'd think it'd be over. But because there's no fans, it's. It's like this atmosphere. I, I mean, anybody can win. We've seen fourth-quarter swings since the seeding games have started. Uh, it's a very interesting thing. I, The only way, back to Gabby's point, that I think the Lakers lose is if they face the Celtics. I think the Celtics are so deep. I think Jason Tatum's been playing out of his mind. Jalen Brown has been really, really good. Uh, Kimball Walker has been good. Their defense, which people were questioning in the beginning of the season, has— been really, really good in the bubble. Um, I think that's the only team that can beat LeBron. Obviously, I'd want Jimmy Butler to go to the finals, but I also don't want him to go to the finals and lose, because um, that would kind of suck. Uh, so, yeah, I think that it'll be, a right now, my realistic pick. I still hope the Raptors pull through, but I think it'll be a Celtics-Lakers finals, and um, Jason Tatum will win his first.
3: I... I know that LeBron is so good and he's such a great person. I don't root for, root for him on the court, but like him and AD are definitely the best duo in the NBA and the NBA is full of duos now like Kyrie and, you know, KD PG and Kawhi LeBron and AD. But I just think that the, Clipper, that the Clippers are so much deeper than the Lakers. Like off the bench, you have Landry Sham at Montress Harrell, Lou Will, and that's your top three guys off the bench. That doesn't include PG and Kawhi starting with Morris and Pat Bev. Like, I don't know, maybe it's my bias just because I'm a huge Kawhi fan and I actually like Paul George, but I just think that the Clippers are so deep and if LeBron does get out of this and end up winning a finals and he does beat the Clippers and the conference finals, I like I don't know what that's going to do to his legacy. I think it's I think it's going to raise it a lot because mm-hmm. I favor the Clippers heavily
1: yeah and obviously depth is huge especially in playoffs when fatigue starts to set in but you know as the playoffs get deeper and deeper you rely more on your star players and right now in the duos I believe LeBron and AD are clear clear cut winners Um, I just have to appreciate AD's post game his arsenal is amazing I mean no one can guard him. I mean, if, if he can't get into paint, he'll do a step back, fade away, you know, mid-ranger that just splashes in. It's just a beautiful thing to watch. And LeBron is one of the, the smartest basketball players I've ever seen. And so with, with that combination, his championship DNA, his championship experience, I don't see anyone stopping LeBron. He's on a mission.
0: It'll be a very interesting thing. What are your finals matchups?
2: My, okay, so my original one was Lakers-Bucks. Mm-hmm. That absolutely isn't going to happen. I'm going to go Lakers-Celtics. I feel like that's the obvious choice. I don't think the Raptors are going to beat the Celtics, as much as I would want them to. Yeah. Because I really like Kyle Lowry, but I don't know. I'll probably be Lakers-Celtics, and I'll go Lakers in seven. I think it's going to be a really close series.
1: I think it'll be Lakers Celtics as well but it won't be as close I think Lakers in five I think the youth on the Celtics team and the uh, the gravity of the finals will be a little bit too much for them um, because they've been trying to get over that hump for a long time Mm -hmm. now and being being there being in the moment I think they'll be a little bit nervous and I think LeBron will put the uh, will um, garner the team together and you know show off his true playoff experience and solidify himself as the second greatest player of all time (laughs) I think that the Clippers are going to beat the Lakers in
3: six and then the Clippers are going to beat the Celtics in six again. I think that the Clippers could win every single series they play in six for these playoffs. That's um, <laughs> yeah, true. And I think Kawhi is going to win his third finals MVP and be top 10, 15, you know, whatever player of all time. Doc Rivers is going to get that status back up and I'm going to be a happy bandwagon Clippers fan.
0: <laughs> um It'll be interesting to see what this will do for Kawhi's legacy. Um, obviously, it doesn't really have a traditional, I mean... He wasn't the the thought-of star when they won uh, their first in the Spurs. You obviously look at Tony Parker. You look at uh, Tim Duncan uh, and Manu Ginobili, but he was obviously that surprise star. And then he goes to the Raptors, who struggled in the playoffs for um, years and years against LeBron. And then as soon as LeBron leaves, Kawhi comes and just takes over in the playoffs. And then if he does this again, Clippers, I think he'll be the first player to have I mean three different... Uh, finals MVPs from three different teams. Um, If, presuming that happens, uh, maybe Paul George will get in there and sneak it if uh, they win, but um, it'll be super interesting, and obviously this is very exciting to see, and this will be very exciting through October.
3: It's also weird for Kawhi, right, because he's not a big, like, games played and minutes guy, so he's never in the MVP conversation. But I know we were talking about the other day, like, he's in almost everyone's top three players in the league, if not, like, very minimum top five for me. He's the number two player in yeah. the league. Like, it's, it's, so it's just weird to think he could be considered a top fifteen player when he's probably never going to win an MVP,
0: right? Yeah. So. I don't know. Makes it interesting. Yeah. Was that
1: Michael Porter Jr.? That was MPJ. Michael Porter
0: Jr. just uh, hit a three to put them up five with one minute left. Um, Yeah, Michael Porter Jr., who just said the other day that uh, he wishes he, not he got more touches, but um, that the team (laughs) got more touches. But it'll be interesting, obviously, um, as this continues for the next month. But that has been uh, another episode of uh, the Daily Alliance Sports Podcast Uh, for me. Abby for Josh for JJ. Um, see you next time.